Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of below Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksitRadio.com. How are y'all doing? Man, I don't know about you, but last week I had the time of my life, baby. Let me tell you what your girl been working with. Went on a cruise with my very best friend in the whole wide world, Karen. And uh, we actually went to Cozumel, and I did something that y'all ain't going to believe. Y'all ain't going to believe it. You're not going to believe it, but if you're ready, I'll just go ahead. I'll throw it out there and tell you. I'm telling the truth. I had a dolphin encounter. I am determined, y'all, to get beyond some of these fears and phobias that I have. And I want to thank my people <laughs> here in Panama for helping me to do that. You know, I'm in like a rainforest environment. I mean, I don't live, of course, in or near the, the rainforest, but just, you know, it's a tropical place. And so there are some things that are foreign to me. Everybody knows how I feel about the geckos and things like that. Um, water, um, I've had to really grow. I've had to really stretch myself um, to really be able to be the host that you deserve on your Black Expats in Panama cultural relocation tours. And so I'm learning to just kind of trust and move forward, like the little behind boats that we take out to Isla Mame. Um, I was horrified to do that. Um, I never wanted to get into the water, like even just, I would wet my feet, that's about it. And I'm just slowly but surely, you know, getting more comfortable with, um, my environment and my lifestyle here. And so I just decided that there's some things that I need to put behind me. There's um, a lot of things that are on our agenda this year that are great big things. Y'all be in prayer for your girl, okay? Great big things. And fear is going to have to be as minimal in my life as possible. Um, little fear Great faith. Okay. I'm even taking it to the next level. No fear, baby. Great faith. But anyway, I went out in the whole sea and had an encounter with a whole dolphin. And that was major for me. And when I got done, I felt so liberated and proud of myself. I knew my family and friends was going to be so shocked when they saw those pictures. Baby, I couldn't wait to get them pictures. But then they tried to get me to go into a manatee um, thing. Like it was like, it was in the sea, but it was all like roped off by chain link fences. So they were like almost pins with different, you know, dolphins or manatees. I said, listen, I did the dolphins, but I ain't full with the manatees. Talk about some ugly mess right there. I was not trying to get and let no manatee rub against me. It was just too much. It was just going too far. I just quit while I was ahead, okay? So anyway, all that said, um, I had a great week and it was a great week of growth for me and I hope that you had a great week at, as well. But that said, I ain't got no more time to sit and chit and chit chat and smile because you know what's up. What's up is that we have part two of our interview with the amazing Zana Bernard, the um, DJ on Blacks Radio for 
Gen X Chronicles, and also your digital nomad. I'm living in Costa Rica and just that one that's just keeping it real, keeping it real, 100% real, real, real. I love her because some of the stuff that she said, I'm like, girl, so what do you say when somebody says this about what you say? And listen, she stands in her own truth. And that's why I like her. Okay, wait till you hear this part two interview. So y'all know the deal. I'm going to get her on the line, get us all hooked up. Stay right there. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Little Old Glasgow, New Jersey. Right here, baby, on BlackSidRadio.com. Don't you go nowhere. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEEP community platform, or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information, offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well, and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. So, I mean, it's it's not like you're so far out that you can't get to, you know, that those metropolitan uh, places when you want to. Yes. You know, that's why I wanted to buy a car. I know expats have moved here and they have no transportation and they live very small lives. And that is not conducive for me. You know, if I'm going to be working on the weekends, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I, I do not want to be sitting up in the same house I've been sitting in for 40 hours out of the week working. I want to see this beautiful country. If it's beautiful, let me go see it. Exactly. So, um, the broker asked me what how much I was willing to spend. And I'll tell you that I bought a Hyundai Tuscan Tucson. Am I saying uh -huh. right? Tuscan, a Hyundai Tucson. Uh -huh. um, a four-door leather seats, 2004. I paid $8,000 um, it cost me $500 for all the registration and the um, plates and the um, attorney. Because mm -hmm. one thing here, you have to have an attorney to even buy a car. Okay. So I paid cash. I paid cash for everything. And um, I we had to go meet with the attorney. She had to postulate all the paperwork. You know that. And they put all the stickers on, the plates on. And we get our, I got my card from Korea. So one of the places that they import cars from are the United States, Canada, and Korea. And my car is from Korea. So it was kept in pretty good shape. My car hasn't had a problem. I love my little SUV. I've never owned an SUV before. I'd be getting it in these mountains. I have, a, uh, I have machetes. You know how guys used to keep the rifles across the back of their pickup trucks? I got my machetes like that in my truck. I keep, I stay, I stay, I stay ready because you just <laughs> never know. And and not so much for the people because of violence, but we have animals. 
You know, we have pig, we have panthers here. We have cougars. What what animals? Have, what animals have you seen? Like what um, do you see around your house? You see geckos. Um, geckos. Um, not too much. Not too much. I've seen. They snakes. don't get in the house. Um, no, I've seen more in Florida when I lived in Orlando Florida, than I have here. Florida, I see more in Florida than I see in Panama. Florida's off. <laughs> Yes. Oh, God. But I'm not afraid of them. I'm okay. Geckos are so nervous and so scared. All you got to do is move towards them. They, they'll they scatter. I so, know, but they nasty. You okay. Don't... Oh, it's and okay. And the ones here are all white. Oh, well, that's because they're really? trying to blend in with your white walls. They change color to whatever they're, they're around. They're, they're like albino. Apparently, it's a species that came in and annihilated the original species that was here. So it doesn't change colors? No, dear. It is not at all chameleon. It's white. And the good thing about them is I think they're very sensitive to the sun. So you don't oh. see them during the day at all. But okay. baby, as soon as the sun go down, it's like, where have they been? And I, I don't like them. I've gotten a lot better because I'm like, listen, I love Panama. And I ain't going to let these little suckers keep me from my happiness. Okay. So I have just decided that our relationship shall be. You stay outside, I stay inside, and it's all good. Just don't come in my house. You just cannot come in my house. I've gotten a lot better because I used to be so terrified of them that I wouldn't go out at night. Really? Yes. Well, I did hard time in Orlando, Florida. And as you said, like you said, they're like ants there. So again, if you're going to function and go to your kids' soccer games and go even in your backyard in a pool, you're going to have company. So you yes. just get used to it. Yeah, I don't have geckos, but we have um, we have dogs in this country. And I don't know why they don't neuter them or spray them or whatever. They just reproduce and keep having babies. And there's dogs all over the place in this country. Really? And they're not on leashes. They don't have no dog obedience classes. There's no <laughs> pet smart. Ain't nobody trying to teach them how to go to potty in one spot. They, they just wild. They're just dogs. And they're just everywhere. They well, you walk into the store, just, you got somebody's dog with you. Is it just like your area that's maybe like a little more rural or no? You go to San it's everywhere. It's the whole country. So you don't have dog parks and you know the kind dog of refined dog. Girl, it's the dog country. The whole country is a park. <laughs> it's I'm like, do y'all buy leashes? Where's the collars for these dogs? Oh, they just, they're just laying on the speed bumps as you walk, drive through town. Bang, bang. Just, Don't make me laugh. Stop it. If you, you go know. to the restaurant, I'm a videotape it next time I go to a restaurant. You'll be in the restaurant and a dog will walk right in the restaurant, come sit by you like, what's up? I'm like, I, mean, I can't, I can't even focus on you. See, yeah, I, it's I crazy. Like dogs, but I, I, they're, I, I don't trust dogs. I don't know. And mm. uh, fortunately, Panama is very, very progressive when it comes to they love their dogs, honey. But they're they have gotten much more progressive. We used to see a lot more loose dogs back in the day, but now there are dog parks, parks. There's um. You know, those stands that have the little pooper scooper, you know, stuff. You don't, you know, step over crap all the time. Um, so yeah, they they've become very, very sophisticated with their dog handling here. 
And so I appreciate that. I, I would appreciate it too. Um, we, we do not have that such a thing here. And so you see random dogs, like, like you said, when I did walk, you'd be walking. Or if I do walk, a dog will walk with you. Like, I got you. Where are we going to the bus? Okay, let's go. And then they'll be laying for you waiting there when you come back and be right on your leg. Like you own them. I'm like, whose dog is this? And I do not dodge dogs. We have so many pit holes in our roads and stuff here. I don't dodge the dog. If the dog is there, it's going to die. Because I'm not dodging a dog. Yeah, oh I don't do God. that. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be in a pit upside down. I've seen people ruin their cars, get in wrecks, trying not to hit a dog. I'm like, what are you thinking? Why are you in the hospital? Because you, well, the dog was laying there. Kill, run the dog down. The oh. dog has enough. What you don't see here is dead dogs. So they have enough sense to move. They know. Yeah, they know. So why are you, why did you just wreck your car and now you're having surgery on your leg because you wouldn't hit the dog? I don't understand. But I'm coming straight for you. I have no problem with it. They move. Now the cows, that's a whole different story. I, I put my body up against them. I'm trying to move the cows. Oh Those my cows gosh. like, girl, you ain't making it to that nail appointment today. Go on back in that <laughs> house. <laughs> oh, so they just be on the middle of the road in front of my gate laying down now that's the thing in this country i've never seen cows lay mm -hmm. down they will lay down and take a siesta on you in a minute like that's enough i were i stood enough for today i must i must stay right here i'm gonna stay Damn. right here in front of this gate wow. i'm like i have a i have a manicure appointment <laughs> that i can't get them to move i mean i pull on them i push their head they're looking at me like can somebody come get her Wow, you are something. And and so where are you from? You started life <laughs> in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I lived right outside of Detroit in Michigan. I graduated from Mount Clemens High School. And so I'm not a country girl. Um, I did ride horses when I was younger. Um, I, we took horse riding lessons, but I, I'm just not a country girl um this is the most country i've ever lived but i love living i i had a home off of a dirt road in ypsilanti township and you would see deer come over there ducks come across my yard i just loved it i loved it i love being able to go outside and i can see all the constellation in the sky yes. i love that yes. when you're in the well, I, city i love it that you are a 50 plus you know year old black woman you know, doing her thing, you know, on her own so often, especially. And then, I mean, for me, you know, uh, I just wouldn't be comfortable, you know, in a rural setting, by, especially yeah. by myself. I, I don't prefer a rural, rural setting anyway, but I love it that you are because there's so many people that are listening and be like, yeah, baby, I could do that. You know, especially yeah. at them right, rent prices, girl, you got some, you got some people that's, Look, calling their jobs tomorrow. I said, look here. I ain't never coming back. Because <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, that's why I could quit. You know, it's like, okay, my living expenses, what I was paying in rent in in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is six months rent here. What I was paying for one, for one month in the U.S., I can live for six months here. Think wow. About and I don't. 
I don't have to worry about getting shot at a 7-Eleven. I don't have to worry about getting shot at the um, Piggly Wiggly. I don't have to worry about getting shot at Walmart. I don't have to worry about them trying to kill my husband at the bank. I don't have to yes. worry about them killing my son at the mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. I'm safer here. And than I've ever felt, I really feel comfortable. I feel very genuinely safe here. And it's so funny because my landlords don't speak English, but the husband was like, I don't feel comfortable you being out at night. And I was trying to think, was I out late at night? Because you know, I love my sleep, Charlotte. I was yes. like, what is he talking about? But I remember I did go to an expat get together uh -huh. and I got home around 10 o'clock. Girl, the next day he had me a talking to through Google <laughs> Translate. He said, this, that's too late. He said, I'm really responsible for you. And they are very um, macho here, this country. Yeah. I think they are that way in Panama too. They feel responsible for you. And he's like, I cannot have you that late without you calling to tell us where you're at. And you know, immediately my knee jerk is like, I'm grown. I'm older than you. Who are you yeah. telling? Oh. You know, and then I had to yeah. check myself like, you're grateful. He's genuinely yes. concerned for me. Yes. Oh, is this what this looks like? A man who is I don't sleep with, exactly. I didn't give birth to, doesn't want anything for me, feels yes. responsible for me and my safety. Is this what this looks like? I never had anybody do that ever. I had to check myself. I was like, okay. I said, I, I agree with you. If I'm going to be out late, I will call and let you too. And, and it's just, but see, you being there by yourself, I mean, again, that is just like the best. That is just, that is just absolutely the best. And, you know, my husband is like that, you know, and um, I mean, what my, my, my girlfriend calls me a kept woman, you know, my husband does everything for me. He does. And I say, well, I mean, that's sweet. He does. He really does. Um, I, I fool with him. I call him my lovely assistant, but, uh, cause he, he does, he's very, very attentive. Um, but that's just his nature. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's just his nature. He's, he's very caring. You know, it's not just me, you know, he will look out for other, other women as well. And I mean, even to the point where I say, don't you pull her chair out. <laughs> Sometimes I have to tell him. You know, because there are some women, he's so chivalrous mm -hmm. that there are some women that don't don't know how to receive that. And right. and and I know who I know who you is, Peppers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tell my husband, don't you don't pull her chair out because she'll be thinking you want to date because she's just not used to a man showing that kind of care and concern for her and not wanting anything in return. And it's just really just something that I've had to learn about him and his culture over the 30 years that we've been together as well. And I, I think it is one of the things that I love most about it. You know, I just have to shut, I just have to shut oh, down sometimes. You know, I, I love, I, I love, I love how he just cares for me and other women and people in general. He's just, that's just, that's just his way. Um, But girl, okay. So, I, I, I didn't realize how interesting your living situation was, but <laughs> it I, is interesting. I do want to move on to um, the fact that you're a digital nomad. Um, what your process was like, 
in getting your um, digital visa? How long is it good for? And what advice might you give to other people who might be thinking of a digital visa in Costa Rica? Okay, so I, um, let me see, how can I say this? I went home in August. That's mm -hmm. when I stayed home to get my affairs in order. And when I say that, that was my legal affairs. Um, mm -hmm. I have two amazing children that I needed to take off of everything. And I put my friends on everything. Mm -hmm. And um, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. But I needed to get that in order. I needed to get my banking in order. And I needed to make, make certain that my employer was going to come through with my benefits regarding my residency. Mm -hmm. We had paperwork that we had to fill out initially. Um, because what happened in August of 2022, the, the, the digital nomad status was still a concept. It wasn't mm -hmm. an actual law at that time i didn't realize they had an election coming up and um we had to wait so i did all of the four preparation for all my paperwork um, i went to the embassy there in miami i had an appointment and the lady was like well you there's really nothing we can do for you because that's not even a law yet i said no 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 let's do all of it so we don't have to worry about this because it's gonna be a law and when it's done, I need this to go. I need you to know hey, I am and go through. You need to be ready to go. Yeah. So when he, so I, um, my company initially started that process and then something went down in HR and it ended. So we all received like a little um, uh, email stating that we needed to start that process again on our own and to give the invoices for the charges for attorneys, any type of paperwork that needed to be resubmitted, they would reimburse us for it. Um, so I did that. I um, went ahead, I found uh, an attorney and a consultant for the attorney. He, like I said, I met him through my congregation. He speaks English and Spanish. He set everything up for me. Um, he told me the charges um, that was, uh, let me see. I got here in September. I didn't hire him until December, mm -hmm. December like 20th. Immediately that day, he sent me what I needed. I started, I contacted Navy Federal. I told them what I needed. Um, they have a, a beautiful app. I absolutely love Navy Federal's app. They sent it through that portal. I got everything I needed. I sent it to him. He told me what banks to make these payments to the government, immigration payments to the government. Good. I went and did that in one day, um, got that done. And he was like, so when are you going to make my payment? I said, okay, so let me tell you about your fee because that was the biggest number. I said, so this is how I do business. There's different stages to me getting my visa, right? He suggests, I said, give me the stages. So he gave me the stages. I said, and I'm going to pay you in these increments. So there's three stages. So you'll get, I'm going to take your number and divide it by three. So you'll get one third of it. Now you'll get one third of it at the next stage and you'll get the final third when I get my documents in my hand. Okay. And he was like, well, I'm glad you told me because I have to do my budget. I said, yeah, that's how I do busy. I don't know how other people do you, mm -hmm. but I don't know you. You don't know me. And I, I pay on services rendered. I don't pay on what I hope you're going to do. I don't pay on what I thought you were going to do. I pay you after you've done it. I don't pay you before, right? 
And he was like, oh, and, okay. and inter especially during this international thing where a lot of the stuff is we're learning it as we go. Yeah. I think that is that that is just an awesome concept. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. I would I would recommend that, you know, people consider running it by their attorney. And if the attorney doesn't want to do it and you feel like, why don't you want to do it? You know, what would be the problem in doing it? I'm paying you for your work. You know what I mean? Then you might want to consider that you might want another attorney. So that's very good advice. Thank you. Right. That's not the attorney for you. And and you can honestly say that with no animosity, no hate yes. in your voice and say, you know, exactly. this is not going to be a fit for me. And, and, you know, I did that with gynecologists and dentists and doctors. If you don't want to give me your personal cell phone number, that's fine. You're not for me. You have me fill out six pages of information. You don't want to give me your cell phone. There's a problem here. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like if you're going to come to this country and you're do, you're pretty good at handling your business in the U.S., handle your business here the same way. Mm -hmm. Don't be like, oh this is the magic kingdom and I'm just going to give you my money. And I hope things listen on the expat Facebook channels, you see people get ripped off all the time, mm -hmm. right? All the time I paid him and he never came back to put my gate up. I have all the pieces and why, why, why did you, do you give him all the money? Do, well, did you do that in the U S did you do it in the U S yeah. No, I wouldn't have done not that. So contract. what made you, yeah, what made you come over here to a country you don't speak the language and you do things differently? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think it is. And the reason that I think it is, is I think there's almost like this, like when somebody finds out that you're living in your place for $350, like what's $350? So if you're going to get, if you're going to get a service from a Costa Rican attorney um, and they're, they're going to charge you $1,000 for the entire process or something. You got people from the U.S. that are coming in and say, look, here you go. I'm glad to give you $1,000 because they would have charged me $4,000 for the same service in the United States. So I think that you bring a good point when you say it's still business. OK, and nevertheless, throwing your money out there for when, when nothing's going to come back for it is still foolishness. Yeah. So to take that into consideration, but I think that's what it is because it's so much less than we're mentally and, you know, used to paying. Yeah. And my thing, first of all, he needed to know Spanish and English, right? Cause I'm not doing legal anything on Google translate. Mm -hmm. Um, even my lease for here, I had there, they, I told them you have to have your attorney translate that into English. I don't sign nothing in calligraphy or hooked on phonics. I need English. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And they were like, well, that's going to cost us. Do you want me to live here or not? Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can get a Tico to come live here. You know, I need it in English. It's only fair that I know what I'm signing. So I handled that with him. We got everything started. And, and as you know, and I don't know if other people know, we do have Christmas in Christmas Eve in the U.S., mm -hmm. but we don't shut everything down. Like nothing right. is open during those how you can still go to walmart you can still find stores open that's mm -hmm. not the case here they completely shut down um the p families go to the beach they're gone they're for yeah. 14 days they retreat they do their um, religious worship for 14 and days 14 days wow so all of that happened during the time um 
those mm-hmm. 14 days was during the time I initially did my um, process. Your residency. My residency. And um, the, let me see, in January, he needed my um, banking statements. He got my banking statements. He followed up with me and he said, all right, we have your banking statements. Now they want it translated into Spanish. I said, okay, now how's that going to happen? So I reached out to Navy Federal. Can you translate this into Spanish for me? They're like, no. I said, is there some way on the app you can translate it? No. Now let me tell you how why I love Navy Federal. They, they just keep winning for me. The girl said, can I put you on a brief hold? It's going to be longer than usual, probably about five minutes. I said, fine. You know us. We're washing. We're doing whatever we got. Yes. She comes back. She goes, I want you. I'm a, can I get your email address for my personal use? I'm going to send you something. So she sent me the instructions on how to translate my own documents using Google Drive. Mm-hmm. She, 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 she numbered itemed every step for me to translate my own items. And when I asked him how much he's the how his fees were to do it, it was seventy dollars. I did it in six minutes for free, and I got him back to him. He said, "How did you do it?" I said, "Don't worry about that. I got that done. Here you go." So that was the only kickback I had was that. Oh, and my bank account was opened with my married name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the current funny about that guy though. Yes, I should mention that. So I was married. No, I wasn't. I was not married when I opened my Navy Federal. I was not, but I was new to Marietta, Georgia. And then because of COVID, I didn't, the the buildings, um, municipal buildings were not open for me to change my documents uh-huh. back to my maiden name. Right. Yes. So I opened that account in my married name. But as soon as COVID slowed down and the municipal municipalities started open up, I got my paperwork changed back to my maiden name. That was part of my do- my decree for my divorce. Right. So, so the last parts of the statements are my maiden name. And so he brought that up. Ooh, you got two different names. Which one is which? I said that the, this name is my married name. The current name is my, I'm sorry. The first one was my married name. The current one is my maiden name. And that's the name I go by. All my documents are in that. He's like, okay, I just want to be sure. I just want to be ready in case I get some kickback. Right. There was no, there was no kickback. However, I did take the d- divorce decree. I took pictures of it and sent it to him um, just in case he needed additional information. I sent him that because um, I asked for my name back in mm-hmm. my divorce. I was like, Tina, I just want my name. So I got my name back. So he started the the order uh, Monday night when he called me. He told me, I got good news for you. I'm like, what? I didn't think it was that. I thought it was like, oh, your interview is coming up. You know, be ready to do a face-to-face interview. But because I had went to the embassy earlier, remember before it was a lot, they already had me in the book that I, they met me face-to-face. Wow. That was all done. So I said, so when is my interview? He said, you already went. They already acknowledged they met you. They saw you in Miami prior to it even being a law. That's he cool. said, so it's done. Yeah. So that less than awesome. six days. Wow. And how long is it good? Uh, six years. What? Now, I think that's sort of, that's interesting. because I think that's part of the questionable part about the Panamanian digital nomad visa. 
it's not that long at all. It's not how, how long? Gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it's really less than a year. And then every and then you gotta keep renewing it. And so some people are like, well, okay, so I can already stay with the US passport for six months. So what is the benefit? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, you just told me you could stay for six months. That's the that's kind of what I the last I've heard on digital nomad. So it's not been very, very popular here. Okay, so you got your you got your digital um you got your digital nomad situation together. And yes. so now that you have that. You're doing, you're working from your, your job, you're doing your consulting, and you have also become one of the newest um, dish jockeys on BlackSitRadio.com. Yes, 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 I know. So tell I... us that. You, you're doing that, um, that uh that that radio broadcast that you do tell us the name of it i know that a lot of the focus is your experience um your digital no you know getting your digital nomad residency and just your journey and so um tell us about that how's it going when you air um i talked to them when i was here for that scouting trip initially um the content on my social media is pretty heavy. I, I pretty much document, of course, food. I love to eat. I love to cook. The places I'm going, what I'm doing, what I spend my time and my money on, I usually document it. I'm like, okay, I do this. Do you do this? You know, I always ask, like, you know, if, if, if um, Stevia is free and they have it out in the open, do you take a few a few packs and put yeah. it in your purse like me. I know I do. And if it's, you know, I'm, I'm not above it. I just tell it, but I want to see what other people feel, you know, because maybe I'm the only person. I don't think I am. Yeah, and know. I don't hoard it all, but I do take a few. Um, and I document, I always want to ask like, how do you feel about this? What do you think? You know, am I the only person who has geniuses for husbands who know every freaking thing like every time I something comes out my mouth he's like uh-huh I know uh-huh I know mm -hmm. I I document stuff like that and people in our generation Gen X can relate they're like oh my god yes I have that I have that you know is anybody else for Valentine's wanting three days away from their mates and their children Yes, that's a gift. Not no red panties. I don't want no red panties. Like, and I don't want a vacuum cleaner. I want to be away from you. I want to be away from you. I love you, but I want to be away from you. And you know, you. I just ask women. I ask people, even men. I'm like, why do you guys do this? What is this about? I want the feedback, you know, because am I by myself on the think on this thinking? Um, and that's pretty much my show. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, black expats, women, um, you know, I'll be 59 in May. And, and a lot of times when I ask people, you know, their biggest thing is, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to leave grandchildren and I don't want to, you know, my kids are still there. That's good. Let them live their life <clears throat> mm -hmm. because you have given so much of your life to get them to the position where they can live their own lives. Listen. To fly to some places, and, and I, I got to include myself sometimes because, 
you know, I, I talk a lot of mess, but I don't want to be that far away from my child. You know, I really don't. I don't want to go to Africa. I know that. I know I do not want to be, uh, I do not want to relocate or black sit to Africa for one main reason. And that is because it is too far. I yeah. do not want to be that far. I do not want to be a day away, um, you know, from my, my child if, if I need to get to get to her. I do not want to be a day away if she needs to get to me, you know, and that that's that that's just, you know, the way it is. I want to I want to be people can get to Panama from the United States faster than they can get to certain, um, you know, states yeah. within the United States, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I feel that. So that's a big part for me. But you have some women, you know, my age, little younger or older, who are absolutely paralyzed thinking that they cannot leave the United States because their children and their grandchildren are there. And I say BS on that. You know, do what you need to do for you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you one thing that I know, and everybody needs to make that choice for themselves. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I know. The sisters that I know that have said, I'm going to choose me, are in a place they can't even believe when they wake up in the morning that it, they are living their life. Yeah. I don't have those kind of issues. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always told my daughter, look, you need to live your life. Don't ever avoid an opportunity because you're going to be in another state or country from your mom. We will be able to work that out. But when right. I tell you, and I don't like to be, you know, I don't like for people that are not living in an international space to feel like people that are, are like, you all know what y'all doing because that ain't what I'm here to do. But what I'm here to tell you is that when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I got to pinch myself. And that is yeah. the life that I want to live out to the end. I'm going to ride this thing, baby, to the wheel fall off. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. I love it. I, I do think fear is paralyzing and I feel like people make excuses not to live full lives. They don't even take vacations. They work through their lunch hours. They're so enslaved. They've been drinking that Kool-Aid so long that they're so faithful to their, their employers. They failed to take proper holidays anymore. 
And if it's not the employer they're enslaved to, it's these disobedient, ungrateful, no good, selfish children. And yes, I said it. It's true. They want it all. They want it all and they want it when they want it and they don't want you calling them. They'll call you. Don't call them. They just want to text. Don't do, uh, but they want you to send them an Uber. They want you to deposit money in their account. Can you sell me this? Can you sell me that? Listen. That. And he ain't here no more. So since he ain't here no more and you can't ask your daddy, it's a hard no. It's an in and it's a no. It's a no. It's over. I'm, you know, the spell has been broken. I'm choosing me. I love where I'm at. I love the space I'm in. I would love to have my, like I said, I have uh, four sisters. We're close. I'm close with my mama. She contact me every day. So mm -hmm. like I said, I would love to have a relationship with my children, but I am not enslaved to a relationship with my children. I am not paralyzed to not have a relationship with my children. I was here before they came. I gave birth to them. They didn't give birth to me. And that is something I feel like a lot of women have to listen to. You act like they gave, they're giving you life. <laughs> you were living before they came. What were you doing? Think about who you were, BC, before children. Find her again. She's been that. looking for you. Yeah, she's been looking for you. Yeah. Find her. If you liked watercolors, get back in a class. Yes. If you like um, jazz, start going to jazz clubs and hearing live music. Go to these jazz festivals all over the world. You and your husband or you and your boyfriend or you and the girls. Have a girls trip. Go to Barbados. Go to Antigua to the jazz festivals. They got jazz festivals. Whatever it was that you were interested in before you gave birth to these people, find it. And I absolutely adore, like I told you, I adore my children. My family is my strength. I know who I am, right? Mm -hmm. But I also know I'm the mama, right? Mm -hmm. And until, and I, like I said, I take lessons still with my mom every week online and she don't be playing with us. My sister is in the class too. My my mentor, my oldest sister is in my class. Yeah. Um, she don't play with us. Our mom, the other people in the class, like, yo, Bob, don't be playing with y'all. No, she don't. But my mom, my sister's in Mexico. I'm here. We all live alternative lifestyles. We live outside that box of what black folks do. Yeah. Um, we, we've always done that. And we've been successful at it. But you do have to remember who you are. Right? You yeah. have to know who you are. You can't come to this beautiful country and be like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Because let me tell you, if you got money in your pocket, they're going to say, I know who you are. Hand me some of that. <laughs> they're going to keep picking you, picking you dry. And these people go home. A lot of expats come to Costa Rica. Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> expats come to Costa Rica and they return back to where they've come from within three years. That is very true hmm. because they never come with a plan. They're not financially sound and they usually have come with a mate or a, a boyfriend or girlfriend and they break up or divorce and then the whole dream dies. So, um, you know, you have to know who you are. And um, like I said, him passing 
had nothing to do with me coming to Costa Rica because when I divorced, I only planned on living in Georgia for one year. And then I was moving to Italy. I had hmm. been taking Italian classes for the last four years of my marriage. And I was totally ready to be in Italy. Mm-hmm. So one last question, okay. because that, that was one of the things I had on my list that we didn't get to. Girl, you, oh my goodness. My producer's like, Charlotte, you done done, you done, done a marathon interview again. Lord of mercy. But let me ask I'm sorry. question. So you have visited other countries and I'm just finding out that Italy was your first choice. How did you end up settling on Costa Rica and why did you want to go to Italy? Well, I want, um, they love all things black in Italy. Okay. <laughs> Such as myself. <laughs> I love Italy. I love the temple. I love the atmosphere. The weather is agreeable. They have delicious food, unlike Costa Rica. They mm-hmm. don't eat beans and rice. They, you know, we eat Italian food in America. We don't eat as much as they do, but that Mediterranean diet works well with my body makeup and my my being um it is a little more expensive than costa rica but i absolutely loved it and the men you don't have to worry about it like you're not begging um but my mother said do you have to be so far Uh i mean i'm 84 and honestly i was like for my children i was like i got a passport you know we all have credit cards we can fly back and forth i have no problem with that but when my mom said do you have to be so far i was like you know what Okay. But I never learned Spanish, even though I lived in South Orlando for 24 years. I never learned a lick of Spanish girl. All my neighbors were Spanish. I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I just didn't have time for it. I was like, whatever. If they were speaking Spanish, I just glazed over and was like, you must be talking to them because you're not talking to me. I don't understand it. And um, are you going to finish cleaning the pool? Like, I I just didn't have time for it. I (laughs) wish I would have... Yeah, I wish I would have took more time and learned it. I feel like I needed it with all the things that I needed to learn and needed to do. You know, my husband is Hispanic. You know, he's bilingual. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, a lot of us say, why you don't speak um, Spanish? Because, you know, I mean, I live in the U.S. and I didn't really have to. But now that I'm here in in Panama, oh, I have to speak Spanish. Right. Well, I need to know what's happening. I'm done. Yes. So that's true. Out of the 24 years, I never, I learned survival Spanish. Yes. Um, but I wish I would have put my head down. And, yes. and honestly, like I said, my plan was Italy. I literally, Charlotte, I'm going to tell you how bold it is. My husband absolutely knew I was divorcing him because I kept my vision board in the living room like a piece of art. Uh-huh. And on my vision board, I had my little Audi two-seater, yes. my um, chalet, the word Italy, the big boot, I would update it was where I was going to go, where I'm visiting, da, da, da. I kept my vision board up there. I knew what I wanted my cottage, my little villa to look like. I knew, you know, the weekends at the beach and uh, fly into Greece for four months out of the year. I was going to um, rent my place out and then stay in Greece for four months. All the Italians do it. I had uh-huh. plans. And my plan was public. I li- I had it on the wall with our art collection in wow. the living room so wow. it there was no secrets that i was, made it clear as soon as she graduates i'm out and and, and if he didn't know he, he he had an opportunity to read the writing on the wall literally literally <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Girl, and the kids would ask me about it. Neighbors would ask. Friends come over. Because we still entertained. You know, you would have the NBA playoffs and you have dinner at your house and barbecue, whatever. And what is this? Is that? Oh, this is my plan. Who is he? That's my future man. You know what I'm saying? I had no problem letting folks know while being respectful to mm -hmm. my husband. But that's what I'm getting ready to do. As soon as Tatum graduates, I'm out. This is my life. I see it. So when my mom said, could you please? I pretty much kept everything except the little two-seater Audi. You would not make it on these dirt roads and in these mountains yeah. in that car. So I got an SUV. But it's still cute. I have still have a sunroof. I have leather furniture, uh, leather furniture, leather seats, and um, it's cute. It's real cute. And um, I, pretty much my place is this, right? It's boho <laughs> chic, and I live my life. I absolutely love it. I love and it. You and have a I huge smile on your face. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and Costa Rica is known for dental work. Some people just smile with a with a mouth. I'll be looking for the smile from the eyes mm. and um, you got all of that going on, but I, I do Thank have to you. go. So please do okay. me a favor. Tell everybody how they can find you and okay. when your uh, radio show airs and anything else you want to leave us with um, today. Okay. So I don't know about you, but all of my interviews I record. So there's mm -hmm. video that goes along with my interviews. If they want to see the outtakes or they want to see the bloopers or they want to see anything that happens, which a lot does happen, uh -huh. <laughs> um, they can they can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Okay, It's Zana, Z as in zebra, O-N-N-A apostrophe S, Chronicles. It's Zana's apostrophe S. Next word is Chronicles, and that's my YouTube channel, and um, they can find me there. I also have Zana on um, Instagram, Zana on Facebook, and um, my show airs on Sundays from 4 to 5 p.m. local time here in Costa Rica, which is 5 to 6 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm on every Sunday. Um, I just started working as a DJ on January. I can't believe it's been a month, January. Mm -hmm. So we're already inviting guests. And of course, my focus is digital nomads worldwide, especially um, of African-American descent or Negroes or black, whatever we call ourselves. I love it. I love hearing everybody's story and their journey. And that's pretty much what I, I feature in, and what I'm going through. Other women that have um, come out of the other end of divorce are dating again, dating over 50. Ooh. That's a whole nother show. Um, we have a show coming up with that, with professionals that are over 50. Some have never married. Some have um, never, or is divorced and, and back into the dating field. So we have a really good show coming up with that. Um, we also have one on a Asian hate from the Black perspective. So I'm going to do that. My producer, she's uh, Vietnamese. So she really wants to do this story um, about what is the hate between Blacks and, and Asians? What what yeah. happened? That Where did this begin? Yes. So um, we're going to work with PBS on that, on a documentary for this. And I just love it. I love getting people's stories. And mm -hmm. I'm nosy. I'm naturally nosy. And so, yeah. So everything on my show is 
pretty much Gen X, like going through the change? What are you taking? Are you doing it naturally? Are you doing it through a prescription? Um, you know, how's the bedroom life? How is working at work where you're freezing out all your, the people that work with you? How How is the, you know, going through the change in public? Um, how, how is that working for you? We're going to have that conversation. Um, but my show comes from my perspective, of course, as an over 50 black professional African American Negro from, Mm -hmm. um, us, but I interview a lot of men. A lot of men are on my show because, you know, we know what each other think. Women know what each other, we really, we really want to know what are they thinking? Like, what is happening <laughs> on that team? Where are they? Where do they live? Why do they look like they date one another? Why are these men with men all the time? Ooh, yes, girl. We what talk about said, it. What you said. We I mean, for real, for real right there. Yes. I, I, they I, are having I, I some bro romances so, for real. There's not in there. And, and it seems to be not as many single Black men who are Black team, as there are Black women who are. And most of most of the men that I meet when the Blacks it, you know, thing is with their wives. So their women are really driving the Blacks it, I think, from, from my perspective and the things that I see. But I also, you know, we have like single and satisfied and different things and the men are just not engaged um but you know you know I agree with you 100% Charlotte and I do think we look for our story in others right so that's why in my show I go to try to find I'm like Jacques Cousteau I want to go where no man's gone let me (laughs) interview some black men that left the U.S. and are living it the guy that I have coming up this week Mm -hmm. he's living in Bangkok Wow. He's from Toledo, not Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, he's in Bali. Huh? Bali? That's the one I'm going to meet in Bali. Mm-hmm. Okay. He lives in Bangkok. Wow. And he's not married. He's a single gentleman. And he's good looking. I love his little promos yeah. I put together for him. It was not hard to find good pictures, right? Very nice guy. I'm like, where is the crew? Where are your people? He was like, they're blacks. They live here in Indonesia. He knows a whole group. I'm like, what? But I do think we're like moths to flames. We try to find our own story in things that look like us. Mm-hmm. And my, what I'm determined to do is to put on some extra mileage, some extra time to find their version. Yes. Because I don't hear DJs talking about male black DJs talking about black males that have blacks in it. I don't hear that. We got YouTube channels on top of YouTube channels of yes. black females, but I don't see a single YouTube channel of black males without their wives who are single. Right. Exactly. Black it. Without and, their um, wives. That, that's the key. You don't see the singles, um, but you do see them. You do see them more with the, with the wives. Correct. So Mr. Dixon is a unicorn, right? He is a, a black unicorn. And we, you wait till you hear his story. You're gonna. I will be. It. I will be standing by for that. You usually do, and then you also have, um, which I think you consider it to be a safe space on Facebook, right? Yes. You have a Facebook group. I do. I do. What's the I name of that safe, group? Um, uh, Zana's Chronicles. 
Okay, so like your, that's what's like your same as your YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Same exactly. I I'm not fancy. I'm gonna keep it okay. simple because you know us. We well, can't remember more than two you. passwords. Exactly. That's, that's I just want it to be user friendly, and it is a safe space. So when people have feedback on the interviews that I've done or conducted, and they're like, "I want more detail." Like we had the young lady. She's an expat, um, Kendra Jeffers. She was mm -hmm. the first woman in North Carolina to be legally licensed to do marijuana. And she's black and she lives here in Costa Rica. Wow. And people were like, I want more details. I want to know about her. I run a farm. I would love to get with her. Can she, universities was contacting us. They wanted to get with her. They're like, we have been looking for her. We did not know where she was. She just kind of like disappeared. Mm -hmm. We are so glad to see her. Can you put me in touch with her? Temple University, like, that's a space for people to be able to come and say, I've been thinking about this. This is what I want to do. Could, if you ever could get back in touch with this person, can you ask them X, Y, and Z? And yeah. I, you know, I do, I pass their contact information on to my guests or um, we drop their channels with their permission where they right. can be reached. And, and we we're eventually going to do discussion groups where people want to talk about, especially careers. I'm getting so many contacts right now with people losing their jobs. They're like, I feel like I just went back to work since COVID mm -hmm. and now I'm getting laid off again. Like right. I, I'm not, I can't, I can't, I'm paying, you know, robbing people to pay Paul. Like they don't feel like they're getting. Yes. Ahead. Yes. Exactly. And, but life is going on and the money is not catching up with it. And I see it. I see people drowning. And yeah. it's like, I think maybe what we need to do is a round table where we can talk this out because yes. again, you're going to have to vote for you mm -hmm. and quit wearing all these t-shirts that say your employer's name and these mugs with your employer's name and backpacks mm -hmm. with your employer's name and putting beanbags in your house with your employer's name on it. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop. Mm -hmm. You need to vote for you. Yes. You need to vote for you and all that energy you have and all this talent, you can get with other people like you and mm -hmm. form a company. You don't have to do it alone. You can uh, do a consortium of people in one field and create a board. Mm -hmm. And now you guys offer six different things, but you're in one company together and your pricing is all separate. You can do it through your Zelle accounts. You put together one life insurance policy. And if the other one falls off, you guys can buy that person out. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. That, that's how they've been doing it for years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can do it. You guys always talk about this wealth, long-term wealth into generations. Why don't you take care of you? Mm-hmm. Can can you start, can you just save you start start at home? Start at home. Yeah, yes, yes. Start at home. Start 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 with me. Start with the the man or the woman in the mirror. And I just think we spend so much time talking that we need to do more about doing. We need to put some of that there. But girl, listen. Bye. Bye, girl. It was listen. a pleasure. It's been awesome. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure finally meeting you and hearing yeah. your voice. And you're exactly what I expected. I'm I'm not, I am not disappointed, girl. I am not disappointed. I enjoyed all four hours with you. Oh my, I know, exactly. I'm like looking at all these messages coming up. Let me go black and fire. It was a pleasure. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. <laughs>
And there you have it. Baby, baby, I told you this was an amazing interview. Man, I'm telling you, we was just so, <laughs> we was just chit-chatting for so long before we did this, before we actually started the recording. It was like, okay, so what did we record? And um, what did we was just, you know, chatting about? Because we just absolutely connected. But um, I think that you should see now why you definitely want to listen to her show, uh, why you definitely want to connect with her however you can, um, because she is one to watch. You know, I just want to, again, congratulate her on her new radio show with BlacksitRadio.com. And thank you guys for supporting her in her endeavors. And um, she has very interesting guests on her show as well. So, you know, that is all that we have for you today. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to get on out of here. And um, I want to thank Blackship Radio for just creating this amazing platform for us to have and to share our voices and the voices of others and just, you know, leave a footprint in the world. You know, that is what is so amazing about the Internet, you know, these days. It's like sometimes you can leave a footprint you wish you could take back up, but Sometimes you have opportunities like this where you can leave a footprint and, and leave your voice um, in the earth. And so I'm just, you know, I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but I like it. I, I mean, I feel like that's that's what it's really about. I want to thank Daryl Spears and the Conversations Podcast Media for producing this uh, radio show. And as always, I just want to thank y'all for listening. I can't believe y'all been fooling with me all this time. And um, I enjoy being with you and spending time with you. So listen, find me everywhere on Black Expats in Panama. Okay, everywhere. Just, you know, just put it in Google and you'll find you, girl. And uh, be in touch with me. Let me know if there's some shows that you want to hear or some people living in different areas that you'd like me to interview. Now, I'll, I'll see what I can do for you, okay? So- this is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of little old Glasgow, New Jersey, right here, baby, on BlacksitRadio.com. You know it. You know it. I love you. I love you. I love you. And there is just nothing you can do about it. Peace and love, y'all. Have a great week. I mean that.